Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Osmosis Ministry of Marketing and the DeFi Yield.app AMA, hosted by Cosmos Spaces. Let's take a listen. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Hey, is it Sonali? How do I pronounce it? It is indeed. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's doing good. No complaints over here. Everything's uh, going good. I'm excited for tonight. Yay. Awesome. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah. Awesome. I think we uh, just got William that we're waiting for. And once he gets in here, we'll be able to uh, get ready to kick things off and do some intros. Awesome. Excellent. And uh, I guess just maybe um, doing a mic check in the meantime. Uh, does my audio and everything sound okay or any background noise? You are fine for me. Um, let's get William up here so it's uh, two confirmations and we can all confirm each other. There you go. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey. Good to be here. Hey, William. How's everything going? Fantastic. How's everything going with you? All good. We're uh, looking for some help with some mic checks. If you could uh, confirm for both of us that we're, we're sounding okay. Yeah, you're sounding great on my end. Um, how about myself? How's my mic you sounding? You sound pretty good. Yeah, not good and clear. <laughs> um, yeah. How's my audio? Everything all all clear? I can hear you just fine. Yeah, just Excellent. fine. Excellent. Okay, so should we jump straight in, or are we waiting a couple of minutes for more, more people to show up? Yeah, we can wait like a couple can... couple more minutes yeah, if you guys exactly, like. Yeah. Whereabouts are both of you based? Just so people have a bit of a, a map in their mind. Yeah, I'm based, um, so I'm in Vancouver, Vancouver, Canada. Um, yeah, so I'm over here. Where, where are you guys based right now? Um, so I'm currently in Seoul um, for the, we were here for the Hack Atom um, conference, and we're going to the ETH Seoul and Korea Blockchain Week conferences as well. Um, and we've been filming a video production for Osmosis as well out here so we had the the guys who used to do the terra uh video productions called yeah. pixie um marketing they they've been out here doing a video with us for osmosis so we had um some of the founders of osmosis interviewed in it and um it was very good we just wrapped it up yesterday it's been I mean, it's been an amazing experience to see how much effort goes into even just a few minute long video. It's like days of filming and uh, it's been, but it's been really cool. That's awesome. Wow. Sounds amazing. Very cool. And uh, is this like kind of like a commercial or like uh, like a campaign, special campaign video? And this is more of a introduction to the space. Um, 
and to osmosis for users coming from Ethereum, Solana, mm, um, yeah. Avalanche. It's, it's more to show them what osmosis is and okay. um, very aimed at new users. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I can't wait to see your video then. Oh, me, us too. It will take about seven weeks, I think, to, um, to do all the post edits. Um, but I think the result is going to be amazing. Uh, it was, we got some amazing footage. Wow, very cool. Exciting. It's, but you're right, though. It's amazing like how much work goes into creating like a very short video, especially if it's like professionally done and, you know, with graphics and a little cinematography, like everything from scripting to um, getting like right, the most right or perfect incremental emotions and uh, I guess kind of narrative going. Totally. No, totally. It's, it's, um, it's tons of takes. It's very interesting though. I learned a lot doing it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, you guys ready to kick it off? We got a, the room's grown a little bit and I think maybe we can get into some intros and then start into uh, some uh, questions and uh, get into the DeFi yield that. Yeah, let's sure. do it. Let's do it. Awesome. So, of course, we got uh, the Cosmos Spaces uh, is hosting this with the uh, Osmosis Marketing Ministry. Um, we have William here, and we also have uh, Sonali from the uh, from the DeFi Yield app. Um, so, we have a good show lined up for you. Lots of good info coming. Um, so, if you have any questions, get those ready for uh, later in the show. Um, but William, you got you want to go ahead and kick it off with an intro. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and thanks for hosting as well. We really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll just give a quick intro to myself and the Ministry of Marketing, just for anyone who's unaware. Um, so my name is William. I'm uh, one of the signers on the Osmosis Marketing Ministry. Um, the Osmosis Marketing Ministry is a community elected, um, sort of decentralized support group. Um, we don't actually call it a DAO anymore just because of the kind of structure of the group. It's more of a working group. Um, basically, we go on chain uh, via governance in six-month increments. Um, we provide a, a budget and a plan. Uh, we ask for that, that budget, and then we you know, spend the next six months implementing that and um, reporting back to the community on, on all the invoicing and things. Uh, so our main... Our main tasks are uh, marketing, branding, uh, community engagement, and partnerships and cooperation with other IBC uh, chains and protocols on IBC chains as well. Uh, so yes, that, that's sort of in a nutshell, my own personal background. Um, I've been in crypto for about two years. I started actually on, a, a, on Binance Smart Chain and then moved over to Cosmos within about a year of that. And I work with uh, Notional Validator, which validates about 30 uh, Cosmos chains. And I uh, started working with the Osmosis Ministry of Marketing in their uh, second version, which started about two months ago. So, so yeah, that, that's a brief introduction to me. Um, originally from the UK and live in uh, Vietnam currently with the uh, Notional development team over there. Awesome. Thank you, William. 
And then Sonali, I'm, I keep feel, I feel like am I saying that right? I feel like I just said it right earlier. And yeah, no, it's actually it sounds okay, good to me. Good. It's it's uh it's yep, Sonali. Sonali, perfect. You want to go ahead and give yourself an intro to the crowd, uh, who you are, uh, kind of how you got here, and a little bit about the DeFi in DeFi yield app. Sure. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, so a little bit about, my, about myself is, uh, so I'm Sonali uh, Givino. Um, I'm, you know, in Vancouver, Vancouver, BC, Canada. And uh, yeah, I guess a little bit about myself is, um, so my background uh, has been like in marketing, uh, business development, and um and also in events um i got into the crypto space around like 2017 i just started learning about it and i was just really fascinated and inspired about just what the vision you know for just the decentralized um you know monetary system you know kind of was going and the the freedom and power and also privacy it was um enabling for people and so, but yeah, I just got, um, I just, you know, started learning lots. And then I started holding workshops, educational workshops here in Vancouver, uh, just for the locals here. And um, I kind of was holding it on meetup.com. I did it for free. Um, I was just curious to, to see what the traction would be. And uh, it was, it was really awesome because I remember, I, I think I only had like, you know, seating for like 30 people, but um there was like uh, 40 to like 50 and then eventually like 60 people that were showing up where, uh, where people had to stand like in the back. But it was just interesting to see how many people um, or sorry, how much interest, you know, there was in terms of, you know, wanting to just understand the basics, at least at that time, you know, for 2017, how many people just wanted to understand the space and you know how it started so yeah you know so i went through uh did a bit of that for a while got brought in different like speakers to kind of speak on different like uh altcoins and um yeah and then 2018 i actually hosted the very first uh blockchain uh, conference um on a yacht so it was a blockchain yacht cruise event I um, I brought in like a few speakers from different companies and mostly to kind of showcase uh, different industries that were trending in the blockchain space to kind of educate people on how blockchain technology was um, really reaching, you know, a lot of different industries and how that was being applied. And so that was a great event. It was a sold out event here in Vancouver. And uh, yeah, then I just kind of started doing a little bit of public speaking at like various different events uh, here, mostly in Canada on crypto and blockchain. And uh, yeah, then eventually I got connected with uh, DeFi Yield through um, one of the co-founders, uh, Michael Rosmere, who um, is a friend of mine, but uh, used to be a client of mine when I was um running my own marketing agency like a few years ago it's like 2015 or so and uh so yeah i ran that for like a few years but uh, yeah he was a, a client of mine and that's how we connected and that's how i got my connection to DeFi yield um yeah and it's been great so i look forward to sharing more in DeFi yield it's um essentially a it's a it's a uh, asset management dashboard for like 
DeFi assets. So everything from like liquidity pools to staking to farms to vaults, uh, tokens, uh, you name it. And we're also coming out with uh, NFT tracking as well, where you can track it across various different blockchains. So yeah, super exciting. Amazing. Very cool. Um, all right. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to jump straight into the questions then. Um, you've kind of already just given the answer to the first one, actually, about uh, your introduction and how you got started with DeFi Yield. Uh, so I guess I'll jump into a bit more expansion on what you were just saying. So for all our new users out there, in a nutshell, what is DeFi Yield? and And then how did the team come together as well? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, so DeFi Yield is essentially like an, an advanced DeFi asset management dashboard. So it's a place where users can come that users that are users that are in like the DeFi space and Web3 that are exploring uh, yield farming and liquidity pools and staking and um, even buying like NFTs. And so it's a place where you can come and you can connect your wallet and and you can connect to right now, DeFi Yield, we are currently integrated with 24, sorry, 25 different blockchains and, um, and six of them, which are non-EVM uh, blockchains, which we're really uh, excited about because there really isn't uh, many um many other like DeFi asset management you know dashboards out there that support non-evm chains a lot of them are very just evm focused and also with um very limited um features as well so but yeah i know like it's it's really great so we we have like a variety of different like blockchains that are integrated uh, users can come in and not only are you able to see like what you have in your wallet uh the funds that you have across various different chains but you can bundle your wallet, so you can bundle multiple different your uh, yeah networks and uh, and funds that you have across various different net networks. So if you want to see just specific wallets and not the whole bunch, you can do that. So you have ways to like customize your your viewing experience on DeFi Yield, um, and then you're also able to see uh, the investments that you have across various different protocols. So very across various different like DeFi yield farming protocols right so you know osmosis is uh is is a big one actually and so yeah it's a great opportunity where not only can users see what they're holding in terms of their pools their staking uh tokens farms lending and what's also what they have claimable but it also shows through like historical data um uh, what you have in terms of your profit and loss as well. So, but, um, but yeah, no, one of the reasons also the, the, the founders actually also put this together was because, um, you know, many years ago when they were kind of getting involved into the DeFi space, you know, one of the things that they noticed was that there wasn't really like one place where you could find all these different sort of like DeFi yield farming opportunities. You essentially mostly like kind of had to like really like search for them, YouTube them, talk to friends, get a referral. And, uh, but it was really tough to find like one place where you could just kind of see, 
you know, a really good list of, you know, all the different opportunities that were out there. So, so that was one of the reasons, you know, they created DeFi, DeFi Yield. Um, and, uh, and the other reason I would say was inspired also for like security reasons, because, you know, I mean, we understand that the DeFi space is like, it's a huge land of opportunity. There's a lot of really interesting and exciting projects that, um, you know, that we, that we like to invest in and, and explore. But, um, but on the, I would say on the negative or the, or the con side is that there's also a lot of, uh, security risks. Right. And there's like there's uh, there's hacks and there's rug pulls and there's there's honeypots and and uh, there's a lot of exploits kind of, you know, coming up, you know, especially more recently. So, yeah. And so our founders were they experienced that. Right. So they they were they experienced a rug pull, lost millions of dollars, actually. Um, And it was a big event for them. And, uh, and they, they paid like just a, a, a huge amount of money actually to hire like investigators, um, to go after them and, 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 and find, you know, the team that kind of, you know, ran away with everybody's money. Um, and it was a big investigation that they like were like deeply invested in. So part of that was like what really big, yeah, I think turning point for our founders in terms of you know, realizing that not only, you know, was it important to the show, the many opportunities are out there, but it was really also important to create um, a, a system or tools that users could access, you know, where they could really kind of combat um, some of these security risks, right, and the security issues. Um, and so one of the ways to, to do that, like, you know, other than like kind of doing your own research, that's a really big, important piece too, right? Like take a look at the teams and projects, um, history, but, uh, another really like valuable method of, you know, of, uh, checking the security or, or, or um, or maybe safety of certain projects and protocols is to kind of, is to look into their smart contract, uh, code. Because there you can kind of see if there's specific vulnerabilities that um, are risk to a potential uh, hack or honeypot or rug pull, you know, et cetera. If there's a proxy issue and, or, um, um, or unverified contract. So, I mean, I know we have like the Nomad bridge incident that just happened very recently, right? And that's, that's almost like a perfect example in terms of the code that was in the smart contract that uh, that was just uh, you know an unfortunate um unfortunately overlooked uh but you know cause for just funds to get drained and so and so what we've done is because we know the average user you know doesn't always won't always have those technical abilities because it's it's quite technical to be able to kind of look into these you know smart contract contract codes so we've created a tool called the shield and it's a tool that anybody on our dash can access through our dashboard. It's, just com- it's completely free. But what it does is it scans through the users um, all the like all the protocols that they're invested in, and but it specifically scans through the protocol smart contracts of the specific of what they're specifically invested in, whether it's staking pools, you know, et cetera. And it notifies them. 
yeah, if there's like a vulnerability in the code, it'll and it'll give them really detailed information about like what that code is. Ex sorry, sorry, what the risk is, um, explaining what it is, and then it gives uh, users the opportunity to also revoke. Um, That's interesting. It, yeah. So I I noticed. I mean, you've you've said a few things there, so I just want to kind of rein it in a bit, um, sure. just to make sure that we can, uh, you know, address some of these points in more detail as we go along. I mean, you, you made the you made the first point that really stood stood out to me was about the user interface of DeFi Yield and how people can customize the visual interface, which I think for us from Osmosis that was such a huge part of uh, when we were putting the project or when the team Sunny and the team were putting the project together was to have that really easy to use interface. Um, and another thing about the uh, security you've mentioned, I noticed on DeFi Yield, there's actually like an audit database as well, which I think is fantastic to allow users to just easily go in and review all of these different platforms, not just on EVM chains, and actually see some security uh, issues about them and compare the actual yields. Um, I noticed you also have an impermanent loss calculator. Uh, comparing potential risks of impermanent loss on different protocols, which I think is is fantastic in DeFi to give users more um, more empowerment through confidence and security in the protocols they're actually using. Um, as you've mentioned, with you know recent exploits, the list is starting to grow. Um, you know the risks of of for everyday users, particularly new users. It, you know this is something that does need to be addressed. So can you tell us a bit more um, about some of the other features that makes DeFi Yield unique in the space um, and maybe expand a little bit upon, upon about the features that, um, that you've already mentioned? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad that you, you explored the dashboard as well. Um, so for the... Uh, um, what was I gonna was gonna say? So for the rect and audit database, um, yeah, actually we we currently uh, hold the world's largest uh, audit and rect database uh, at the moment, and um, so it's it's actually often uh, used as a resource by a lot of media like publications, which is like. Yahoo Finance, TechCrunch. Um, so there's, yeah, and they'll often like sort of like tag us in there. But yeah, it's a great, great tool, you know, and anybody can go in there and use it, right? It's, uh, it's, 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 it's free, it's open source. And, um, and so now like, you know, users can go in and they can take a look at audits and they're in-depth audits, right? They're not just audits that um, are geared to the projects, but a lot of these audits that, you know, we kind of have on there are also are geared to the user. And what does that mean? So what it means is um, oftentimes like, you know, when, when uh, sometimes when a project like is paying for an audit, right? They're, they're paying for specific things in terms of like, that they can fix or they can change, but it's 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 geared. It's information geared for the um, for the project. Uh, but for users, there's like an economical you know aspect of that too, right? So which goes into like pricing and governance and and voting and um, and and like deeper aspects of uh, that sort of data. Um, 
and various different like security issues, maybe with like the smart contracts. So we cover a lot of that information. Um, yeah, so it's uh, that's a great tool. Anyone can access that. Uh, I was actually going to touch on one more thing, just also with the um, with the shield. That so right now it's currently in uh, version one. We have a version two that's coming out uh, very soon. So we're currently kind of working on the back end, um, and we might be like I think fixing a couple bugs at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's just. We really, what we want to do is we want to be able to like empower users right now, because I think with like a lot of the exploits and, um, you know, just uh, hacks and, 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 you know, various different kind of exploits events kind of taking place right now, you know, like you said, some of that is starting to build a bit of a list. Um, we really want to be able to empower like users, like DeFi users to really kind of put that power back into their hands. So they have a way where they can, get this sort of information a bit faster and a lot earlier, you know, and having to wait for an event to occur to find out and, and hope to God that they're on Twitter fast enough to, you yeah. know, get some of those deets, <laughs> yeah. you know, so you're sometimes not able to get to that fast enough. And uh, it's really um, everything. These things happen so quickly. Like it was nomad that it was, it was in just a few hours that, you know, that the, millions you know got drained what is it 190 million or so but um yeah yeah so like now it's like users can go in and they can see immediately and another thing i want to i want to also point out is because like we've also tried a lot of sorry explored a lot of these different um platforms that offer similar uh i'm not going to say the same because they're not the same but similar features in terms of revoke uh services where you can go on and see a potential, mm. you know, risk and, you know, provoke. Um, but one of the things I noticed for other platforms, and I, I've tried them all, is that many of them don't actually differentiate between what's a high risk, medium risk, or low risk. And it's really, yeah, it's a, and it's very challenging for like a, a new user or even like, you know, an experienced user, you know, sometimes to be able to like di di differentiate what is a, a serious risk and what is like, you know, a not so serious risk because not all risks are the same. Right. Well, absolutely. So, like, and something that I think users really need to know, especially, um, mm -hmm. you know, users who are not on crypto Twitter, users who are just coming into this from a perspective of, okay, I want to take my retirement money and, and grow it a little bit. You know, these people need to know, um, be able to manage risk more effectively because you know all of us here know that there are risks in DeFi that aren't necessarily present in other uh, financial instruments, financial spaces, and how we manage those risks is up to each one of us individually. But the information, I think you've made a really great point there. The actual information on how to assess the risk is very much down to the individual's own research, which at the moment unless you're a very competent software engineer, it's actually quite hard to make a, an individual assessment of. Um, I'm relying on smart contract audits from people like Certic uh, and others. They can often be quite convoluted um, audits to read. They're very um, technical in nature. So I think it's fantastic that you're offering this uh, user-focused service that takes into account the economic um considerations and, and and produces you know these documents in a way that's 
not just technical jargon. I think that's brilliant. Oh, yeah. So maybe yeah, if, if absolutely. You could if you could expand a bit. So in a nutshell, what would you say are the, um, say, three recent major achievements, milestones that um, the DeFi yield has has sort of put into the history books so far? Um, okay, I would say three recent uh, major achievements. So one of them is would definitely be the Shield because we just recently released uh, version one of that, um, and uh, version two is coming out really soon. So yeah, Shield for sure would be one, and the second one would be a, a new feature that we just recently also released. It's called Explore Opportunities, and um, and what that is, it's like it's it's on the dashboards. When you go kind of on the left hand side, you'll see something that says Explore Opportunities, and when you click there, it opens up onto a page where it's um, essentially an API aggregator. So it like will aggregate all of the top and best yield farming opportunities that are out there across various different uh, protocols and platforms. So, you know, it'll show you like the APR, APR, uh, the rewards, the tokens, um, you know, what you'd be getting, kind of which platforms it's on. And um, it's just a great way where like users can kind of come and see an entire menu of different opportunities that are out there. And then at least it just kind of like, you know, makes them aware of, you know, where they can go immediately to explore those, you know, different, um, yeah, yield farming opportunities. And there's like pages of them across various uh, different protocols. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the second one. Um, just to also note, actually, sorry, on the, on the topic of exploring opportunities, um, I forgot to also mention that, uh, so on our dashboard, not only can you, you know, of course, see all the protocols that you're invested in and have a really awesome, you know, uh, you know, clean and easy, detailed ability to view all that. But uh, at the bottom, because we currently are integrated with uh, over 210 different yield farming protocols at the moment. Uh, when you, you click on something that says show more protocols, it'll actually show you an entire menu of all the protocols that we're integrated with. So that way that you're not limited. So that way users are not limited to just being able to see protocols that they're integrated with. But you can also see all the other yield farming opportunities that are out there, you know, that you might not even know about or have thought about. or And so it's actually a great way of how we like to introduce users from other chains onto like new chains and, and, and exploring some of the different opportunities that are out there. So um, that's, yeah, that's a, the big thing for, that we like to do. Um, and then I would say like maybe the third, I guess uh, third major achievement. Um, yeah, I would probably say is, uh, probably a cross between like, you know, just, you know, keeping, uh, being the lead in terms of holding the largest audit and rec database, you know, in terms of being able to offer that information and those resources and make that freely available for users to access um, at any time. Um, and uh, just to, you know, keep, just to keep aware of, you know, where projects are in terms of these audits. 
but also keep in mind that just because an audit's done doesn't mean that a project is also um, not vulnerable to there being a risk. So maybe the audit looks fine because, you know, a lot of this has to be updated, you know, as well, constantly. Um, but yeah, so I would, yeah. I would say that would be like... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say that would be like the third one, you know, so that would yeah. be like our three major achievements. No, that that's um, it's definitely a good point that you know it needs to be an ongoing auditing process as well because probably everyone here has lost a bit of money on something and probably that's something they've lost money on had some audits done so it's it's uh, an ongoing process but those are some great achievements uh, so far so you know we, we've talked quite a bit about um, what the protocol has on offer now um, what the achievements have been. Um, so I'm quite interested to touch on again when you mentioned that you are supporting six non-EVM chains so far. I'm quite interested to know what are those chains and also what are the uh, sort of the what's the progress and the plans to integrate more non-EVM chains into DeFi yield and um, what are the some of the protocols on those chains that are being integrated as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for for non-EVM chains, we have Osmosis, uh, Cardano, Kava, uh, Secret Network, Solana, Solana, and uh, Terra. And um, yeah, so those are like our non-EVM chains, and 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 this is the thing, like it's. Uh, Right now, DeFi yield, I want to say, is probably the most and uh, it's a unique dashboard to be supporting um, a lot of these non-EVM chains. And, and for some of them, for some of the non-EVM chains, we're like the very first DeFi dashboard to support them because like there's uh, chains like, you know, Cardano and Kava that where there isn't a, a DeFi dashboard that 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 supports being able to track, you know, those various different assets. And, um, and so that's why we're also like very glad to be able to support osmosis and, uh, in your protocol, we currently have, uh, osmosis, um, actually more of your products at the, at the, at in current time, uh, during our, our sprint right now, where we're going to be incorporating like more of like the, sorry, liquidity pools, um, and, and a lot more of your products. Cause right now, like users can be able to track like their osmosis like tokens and um, the, what they're sort like, what they're invested in, in terms of on your platform, token pairings. And so, yeah, we're really excited actually to be incorporating more <laughs> of the osmosis products. Very, very, very soon. It's right now in a current sprint. Um, but yeah, no, it's really important because like, the, you know, one of the issues is like, you know, like there's, there's a lot of EVM, right? Like chains and there's a lot of EVM uh, products, but there's also a, a, a very, I'm very noticeable emerging, you know, kind of space of like non-EVM projects as well. Right. And there's, I think I'm noticed, we're noticing there's a lot more projects that are starting to build on, on non-EVM chains and, you know, like Cosmos Space and Cosmos. And, um, and so, we want to make sure that we're being we're able to offer uh, 
I think a lot of these projects a, an opportunity for for their users to have an equal opportunity to be able to to track their assets in one place because it's 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 not easy you know when you're like exploring different like opportunities and you know protocols to one remember where you've invested <laughs> like half yeah. of what you've invested <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> you know like and uh or, or or just keep track of it like sometimes it's just a mess you know so yeah we really want to be able to you know simplify that for for everybody yeah and uh yeah i mean like you say that there's so much emerging stuff and i mean with osmosis you know the especially after the terror crash like there are so many protocols now moving over to osmosis like mars protocol um apollo dow and various others that you know it's starting to realize that the non-EVM space has so much more to offer in so many ways. Um, of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased about this, but uh, just even from a you know a fee perspective, like it's it's new users aren't happy to pay uh, you know humongous gas fees for every transaction they make on a DeFi protocol. So I feel that. Uh, you know, one of Osmosis's big missions is to get a lot of these newcomers to DeFi uh, onto it. And, um, and definitely the information that DeFi Yield is, is aggregating is, is a useful resource to accompany that. Um, so moving forward a little bit, uh, can, can you expand a bit more on what is to come in the future with DeFi Yield? Um, what developments are you guys working on? And also, what kind of um, do you have any token plans as well? Is there any plan to launch uh, a DeFi yield token in the future? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, oh boy. So we have a lot of very um, interesting updates. Uh, I guess you could say, you know, like in features coming. Um, so I mean, so right now we are currently on track to integrate uh, 800 uh, protocols uh, by the end of this year. So that is our goal. And um, we, we just, not that long ago, completed a new framework technology that allows us to integrate, sorry, sorry, to increase the speed in terms of uh, protocol integrations. And so before it would take you know, it would take uh, sometimes like several days to several weeks, you know, really depending. Um, but now we can integrate uh, several protocols or many different protocols in a day. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's really helped us um, really speed up the process, which has been really uh, incredible. Um, especially for just the development and utility side on, you know, for, for DeFi yield. But uh, other things that are coming down the road is we have a, a cross swap feature uh, that's coming soon on DeFi yield. So users are going to be able to swap tokens um, across various different like blockchains uh, on our dashboard. We also have a cross bridge, um, uh, cross bridge feature coming out too. Both of these are going to be custom made. Uh, so we won't be aggregating that. Um, 
are using uh, the APIs. But um, yeah, so we have, yeah, so a swap and bridge feature. Uh, both of those are coming out on DeFi.io. And we also have our own blockchain network coming out. Uh, Testnet is uh, targeted for Q4, so end of this year. Um, that's going to be similar to more like a chain link, you know, sort of network. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we have a DeFi Yule token also, uh, also coming out. Now we're preparing to launch that in terms of like the TGE and like IDEO. Um, we're currently actually just waiting for the uh, market to sort of, uh, I guess you say like improve because I'm, it's, I, don't, I don't recommend uh, launching a token in a, in a bear market or, you know, especially with some of the recent events that have been taking place. But, um, but yeah, we're really excited. We're actually ready to go. We have everything in place in terms of our marketing and utility and everything is, is good to go. So users are going to be able, whenever, when they'd like to perform an audit on a particular project, they're going to be able to stake the DeFi yield token. And, um, and, uh, and with that, we have uh, indexers and, uh, and security validators are able to validate, uh, validate that. And then they get rewarded in DeFi tokens. And so, so that's one of the utility uh, parts that we're going to have. Uh, users are going to be able to stake uh, DeFi, and also they're going to be able to swap as well. And uh, yeah, we also have a uh, DeFi yield stable coin coming out, which is going to be uh, it's going to have a one-to-one -one peg ratio, but it's going to be similar to Frax, and also my uh, the my stable coin. That's very interesting. Can you um can you explain a little bit more on the stablecoin? Um, is it like um is it a over collateralized stablecoin? Is it uh, algorithmic? Is it uh, backs dollar to dollar with, uh, say, debt securities? Like how how does the structure of the stablecoin work? Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, the best the best way I can answer that is that it's going to be really similar to Frax, uh, stablecoin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to have a pick to pick ratio, but it's also going to, um, it's going to have a percentage of it that's, uh, uh, that, that is collateralized. Okay, interesting. No, I, I think you're right about launching a token into this market as well. It's, it's not the, the best timing to be um, launching new projects right now. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like we've got through the main question. So maybe we can open up the floor uh, to some of the listeners. And also, we've got some questions here from the Twitter feed. Um, so maybe first, we can just open up to some of the people. We've got a few requests coming in already. Um, yeah, and then we'll take maybe a total of 10 questions. Um, and then maybe five from here and then five from the Twitter. I think that's pretty fair. So for the first one, um, we've got someone here. I will mute my mic and please fire away. Hey there. I was just looking over your app and it looks pretty good so far. Um, I was just wondering if you guys are planning on having uh, the ability to, I guess, have a total for your liquidity pools or if you know of an API that is that it's possible to do that. I have kind of a way that I can do it in my spreadsheet. That's kind of not very good, but it, you know, it'll work. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we actually do have that feature for um, coming out for like for liquidity pools. We're, we're gonna, you're gonna be able to see the the totals for it. That's amazing. I are will, you? Are you? I will probably talk with you later over DM. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Have you connected your wallet? Have you tried uh, oh, yeah. taking a look at? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty. Some slick. of the assets. Yeah, awesome. That's great. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, we have Jimmy. Jimmy the Otter, um, I'll add you as a speaker so you can ask a question. So, Jimmy the Otter, please fire away. Oh, it's still connecting there. I think you have to accept the. There we go. Hey, Jimmy, you can call Sleeper either. We've got Lisa as well. Lisa, let's go to you. Hey, Lisa, are you there? Oh, I think she's on mute. Okay, while, um, <laughs> while these guys figure out. Uh, the mute thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with one of the Twitter questions. So, um, so we have a few questions about DeFi yield. We also have a couple of questions about osmosis as well that were asked. So I'll I'll ask the DeFi yield one first, just for consistency. Um, so the first question I've got here is from Nian Yen Yi eighty eight. And what are the ways that generate profits from revenue to maintain the project? And what is its revenue model? How can it benefit a win-win to both investors and the DeFi yield project? Uh, so DeFi yield revenue model is going to be from swaps. So when, when users are going to be using like the swap function, DeFi yield is going to be making uh, uh, like like a fee kind of portion from like the friction and interaction uh, from that. Yeah. So, but in terms of investors, I mean, right at like at the moment, we don't hold uh, any funds, uh, you know, for investors. So it's more just like a place where users can see what they're currently holding on various other different protocols and in their wallet. So we don't uh, hold any investor funds, but down the road, there's going to be uh, opportunities for uh, for swaps, bridges, and also staking the DeFi yield token. So there'll definitely be some opportunity for for, for profits for for users. Awesome. So now we have uh, another question. We've got another guy here, uh, Mayor Ed Dantes. If you could ask your question, thank you. Yeah, I, just a quick question about, um, so just the dashboard is, is active right now. And how, how long have you guys been up and running? Uh, just one curious. Yeah, no problem. Great question. So yeah, we've been, so DeFi Yield actually started in the summer of 2020. And uh, so I would say in terms of the dashboard and like up and running, I would say we've been going up and running uh, for the past year year yeah yeah year to year and a half and so can you you can link multiple wallets or you can only have like one wallet linked at, at a time nope. how does how does it work yeah 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 you can link multiple wallets so when you so when you log in um and just say like you know you're on the home page there's um there's a there's a feature on like the top left hand corner it says bundle right um and uh so when you click on that 
it'll open up into where it says connected wallets, watched wallets and bundle wallets. So you can actually create various different categories of wallets. So say you want to bundle maybe uh, Osmosis, Cardano and specifically Avalanche wallet. You can bundle those three wallets and just look at those. And then you can have another bundle. So like bundle two, bundle three, bundle four, where it shows all of the wallets that you have across all of the chains. And then you can have a third bundle or fourth one, right? And uh, where you can just completely customize specifically what uh, wallets you want to view. And you can, you can bundle them up, uh, you know, cross-chain. Cross Very interesting. So I want to get, uh, we've got Lisa here with the hand up. So if you could uh, ask your question there, thank you. Can you hear me? Good morning. We can hear you, yep, loud and clear. Which mechanism used for secure the network? Token holders got any reward for participate in staking? My question for the field. What security mechanism? Um, yeah, that question would actually be like more for like our technical team. I apologize, but I can uh, I can definitely answer that question uh, a little bit later. Connect you with them. Let me know if you have another question uh, for that, but I'll keep that one in mind. Yes. I, uh, I do have a quick question uh, to chime in real quick. So I feel like you guys have solved <clears throat> two really good issues for like the next million users. One is kind of having that like Omni wallet where they can connect to a bunch of different chains, no matter what wallet plugin they're using, they can use it with your interface, um, as well as the security features where you're keeping people safe. Um, maybe besides from like the cross chain swaps, like what do you think is like your third um, like product offering that's going to help with your I don't know. Can you hear me? Our third uh, product offering. So, hmm, I would say like it's 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 really just being able to consolidate like a lot of these the top tools and features that people just need. Not not only to you know see all the opportunities that they have, but to you know also like stay safe. But um, yeah, I would say the next. The next feature, um, I would, yeah, I don't know. I would say like, um, is I would say it would be the the swap, the cross swapping, and the cross chain, cross chain swaps, and cross chain bridging uh, feature that we're going to be bringing onto the dashboard. So, you know, it's going to be like a huge feature um, that we're going to be bringing out, but. Uh, that's that's going to be available. So we're really excited about that. Um, we're also going to be taking DeFi Yield and we're creating an app for it, so so that users will be able to access the DeFi Yield dashboard on their phone via Android and also iOS. Uh, that's coming out in 2023, so next year. Um, we currently have the mockups for it right now. Yeah, so I'd say. Yeah, really just being able, the next feature would just be continuously simplifying <laughs> a lot of these, a lot of these tools for, for these top tools for users, you know, in every way possible. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, uh, one thing. So the, the shield uh, at the moment is uh, currently available for ETH chain, sorry, ETH, yeah, Ethereum chain and Binance. But we are customizingly building this out to be compatible for all chains, uh, including Cosmos, Osmosis, and all the non-EVMs. We can indeed. 
Um, Hurricane, if you want to go ahead and ask your question, and then we'll go, go to Nikki after that. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, go right ahead. Thank you, sir, for opportunity. Sir, my question is, uh, how are you verifying the new projects coming on your platform in your DeFi? That is not a project scam. What is the process and how are those projects being tested so that we do not get scammed with investors? Yeah, so, so the way it works is our tool. And so we have actually two tools. One is the DeFi Yield Shield, and we have another one called, which is the Advanced uh, Smart Contract Scanner. Right. That's actually um, that's I, sorry. That's another feature that's going to be coming out very soon. Um, that one's not out yet. But the uh, so the way the shield works is when you're connected, when your wallets are connected, the shield will automatically scan through the smart contracts that you've approved. You know, through approving you know, certain investments in certain liquidity pools and farms, you know, et cetera. And uh, it, will, it will simply notify you and alert you if there is a high risk in, in, but specifically in the code of a very specific. So yeah, it'll let you know. And, and then from that point, it's really up to the users uh, to decide from themselves if this is, above their uh, risk appetite, you know, or not. But if it is, then users will have the opportunity and option to revoke that smart contract. So what does that mean to revoke? It means that when you click revoke, it'll cancel the access that that smart contract from that particular, you know, yield farming protocol will have to uh, your tokens, right? To users tokens. So it cancels the access that they have. So now those tokens are, you know, in your wallet. Um, so if something were to happen, your tokens are safe, right? Like an event, an exploit, a hack of, of some sort. Um, so that's what we do, right? So we don't control the, you know, users tokens or the decisions that you make. What we do is we provide you with the tools and the information to keep you like really informed by providing users with the most advanced tools um, uh, possible to, to keep you safe, yeah. Oh, and sorry, I meant to, yeah, no worries. And I meant to mention, sorry, the smart contract scanner. Um, the smart contract scanner is actually a much more advanced version of the shield. And that actually is more specifically used um, by, uh, by blockchains and protocols and more like kind of industry projects, uh, developers. And so they'll be able to use that to scan their own smart contracts and you know their own protocols to take a look for vulnerabilities uh, for the purposes of addressing them and of course, fixing them. So that way, just making a safer space for everybody. Thank Fantastic. you. Thank you so much, Sonali Mem. Looking forward to the progress and success of the field. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go to Nikki next. And then I think Jack and Brock, Brock have also been waiting for quite a long time. And then we have a couple of others. So, Nikki, if you could ask your question, please. Yeah, my question is about slippage percentage. So, if the projected slippage is more than 2.5%, the platform automatically pulls token conversion. Is that right? Um, for, for, for slippage, uh, yeah, so we don't 
yeah, control or, or manage that. Are you talking about for DeFi yield or a particular, like another different protocol in terms of accessing that data? DeFi protocol. Yeah, DeFi yield is, so we're not uh, a yield farming protocol right now. So right now we're just, we're a dashboard where you can access and view and track all of your different DeFi assets. And so you can't currently invest in to DeFi yield at the moment in terms of like yield farming, but you'll be able to view all of the yield farming that you're doing across other uh, yield farming protocols. So in the future, you're gonna be able to uh, stake and, and swap the DeFi token, but uh, we don't have that right now active at the moment. Okay, great. Now let's go to Jack Roundtable family. Okay, so uh, my question is, uh, where do you see, uh, see DeFiFuel in six months to a uh, one-year period from now? And can we stake NFTs on the app? If not, do you think you will apply NFT staking technology to your product in the achieved future? That's a great question. Staking NFTs on DeFiFuel. Um, yeah, I would say like in six months, you're going to see you're going to see, I would say, version one of the swap and bridge feature. Um, you're going to see several hundred more yield farming protocols integrated into the DeFi yield dashboard. Also, an opportunity to simply view a lot more of the DeFi opportunities that are out there, which is, which is uh, also really great. And um, yeah, and I would say to a year, like you'll see like the, also like the first version of our DeFi Yield app in terms of being available on Android and iOS. Um, and kind of what I see DeFi Yield in terms of the future, I really just being a one-stock shop uh, dashboard for people in the DeFi space uh, to not only track, but to be able to explore various different DeFi uh, yield farming opportunities, um, explore chains, you know, blockchains that they've never considered exploring before. But now after using DeFi yield, you're able to actually see the opportunities that are out there, right? So, and, and, and Cosmos and Osmosis is like, you know, um, one of the, you know, one of the big ones too, for sure. And so that's why it's important. Um, and just, just being able to bring that value you know, like to the space and uh, DeFi, sorry, NFT staking, that would be a really interesting, um, I think, feature to have, you know, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we did add that in as well. Um, we're we're going to be releasing the NFT tracking very soon. So if you have NFTs across various different chains or, uh, you know, networks, um, soon you're going to be able to track and in your entire collections you know, across uh, different networks, you know, for your NFTs. And um, and I believe we're going to be able to have like a bundle feature for that one as well. So so that way you can kind of customize, you know, your viewing experience. But yeah, that's what I see. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll wait for this feature. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now let's go to uh, Brockchart. Brock Thank you for giving me a chance to speak here. So as a new uh, crypto 
uh, is DeFi a platform suitable for crypto beginner or does it only appeal to professional user? As I am very new to this platform. Thank you. Yeah, no worries, no problem. Um, yeah, no. So DeFi Yield is like it's 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 for everybody. So it's for like new users, it's for experienced users and seasoned users. So you know, one of the big you know important things for us is because um, we understand that there's a you know DeFi is still quite new, and there's you know it's it's really just a bit of a, a fraction in terms of the market that um, you know it can onboard in terms of user adoption that it still needs to you know, go. But um, yeah, one of the big things for us is uh, providing a lot of just like really valuable education, you know, to users. So, you know, we have like a, a YouTube channel where we provide, where we create um, yield farming tutorials for all of the protocols that we have integrated. And so what we do is we want to make sure we create like a tutorial to teach users one, how to get started. So how to get started in making your first deposit into like osmosis, um, exploring the platform and, and that dashboard. Uh, also, if there's like bridging functions, you know, how to operate those. Um, so we create that for, for every protocol that we have integrated. And um, also for the chains, in terms of uh, a lot of the blockchains that we that we're partnered with and also integrated, we also put together something that's called an ultimate guide. And uh, the ultimate guide is very unique and very special because it's it's almost like uh, an ebook because of how like in depth we go and we cover everything from like a, the chain's ecosystem. So we educate you on on their ecosystem, the different uh, bridges that you could use, how to kind of move funds from one bridge to another, the different wallets that that particular chain are popular for that chain, you know, to use, and examples of yield farming protocols that you can really start get started with and start making your deposits and exploring. So, yeah, we just, uh, we provide a lot of valuable content, I would say, for new users. Um, to really help guide them, you know, through the steps of, uh, of how to get started. So, you know, I encourage you to check out our, our YouTube and follow us on Twitter. There's a lot of information there. And, uh, and I would say DeFi is a great place to start, especially if you're starting a DeFi. You'll be able to see a, a really good menu of, uh, of yield farming opportunities, you know, that are out there. So... Thank you very much. Okay, I'm just going to take a couple of questions from the comments as well, because a lot of people um, ask questions in the comments. And uh, Sonali, if you don't mind, I was going to target a couple of these questions at osmosis as well, just so people um, have more of an idea about that. Is that okay with you? Yeah, go for it. Cool. So, so Roman P81 uh, asked, Given that Osmosis is a new project in blockchain, I would like to know that they what they have achieved so far. What are the main projections they have regarding ecosystem development? Um, so I really wanted to just get this question in because it, it it's very much can um, can give a very uh, overview of what Osmosis is through it. So Osmosis is fairly new. It's been around for about 
14 months now, I think, since it launched. It launched in June 2021. Um, and it launched into kind of actually into it, uh, the first big crash of the last bull market, um, but still managed to achieve quite spectacular things. So what we've achieved so far, I think we could sum that up with, well, we've made an interchain DEX. Um, Osmosis was the first project on Cosmos to really prove IBC's utility. It was the first project to really um, have active IBC channels. So IBC, for users here who aren't familiar, into blockchain communication, it, it's like a bridge, but it's not a bridge. It can't be exploited in the same way. Um, it's essentially you have an asset on blockchain A, and you want to move that asset to blockchain B. So you either lock or burn the asset on chain A, and you recreate it on chain B. So there's no smart contract in between that can be exploited. So IBC was pretty new with Cosmos. Um, and up to Osmosis, it hadn't really been used effectively. So Osmosis built a DEX to allow anyone to swap um, Cosmos assets and swap them over IBC, so between blockchains. Uh, so that was kind of the first big innovation. At the peak, we had well over a billion dollars of total value locked in the liquidity pools. That's a bit lower now, obviously, the, uh, with the market crash. Um, but since then, we've made superfluid staking, um, which, uh, sorry, not superfluid staking. So uh, essentially what this allows you to do is um, when you put your assets into a liquidity pool on Osmosis, you can also stake those same assets. So I can have, say, 500 Osmo and 300 Atom locked up in a liquidity pool, uh, earning APY. And I can actually stake that as well, as long as it's locked up for two weeks in the pool. And what that means is, is that you can participate in on-chain governance, um, as well as get higher APY from staking whilst you're LPing as well. So it kind of gives you two um, income revenues, we could say, which is a very unique uh, feature, which I don't believe anyone else has ever done before um and then going on from there we also uh we're integrating quite a few Terra projects that moved over to osmosis after the crash um so we have for example mars protocol providing lending and borrowing we'll have fiat on ramps coming into the ecosystem soon as well so to answer the last part of of this roman pay 81's question what are the main projections they have regarding ecosystem development? Um, going forward, I mean, Osmosis's goal uh, is to essentially be a decentralized exchange with a user interface that resembles a centralized exchange. So having order books, um, you know, being able to uh, view your, your trading as you would on, say, Binance or Coinbase rather than just kind of swapping arbitrarily uh, between assets without that more detailed charts and information. So we'll have these features. We'll have fiat on-ramps so you can take US dollars, British pounds, Indian rupees, whatever, and onboard directly into uh, the decks as well. So the long-term vision really is to create 
a multi-chain, uh, maybe an interchain DEX, uh, where you can put Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Avalanche, Binance, whatever assets onto Osmosis um, via IBC, and then you know swap with them, lend, borrow, um, stake, farm, all these things. So it's to create this this interchain DEX with the best user interface in the in in the ecosystem and i do um i do advise you if you haven't already anyone here to go to app.osmosis.zone so you can just kind of experiment a little bit with it um you'll be greeted by a picture of a, a mad scientist which is wasmington that's kind of our mascot and a very very simple and easy to use uh, swap mechanism and then you can just you know have a little look around and uh, and see what takes your fancy and all of this all of the information um on osmosis you know will be uh going into DeFi yield so you'll be able to track things through DeFi yield as well in the future so if you're you know if you're in uni swap if you're in pancake swap you can track that alongside your osmosis um through DeFi yield and you know, in the future, we hope that we'll have those um, Ethereum assets and other assets on Osmosis as well. So uh, that was the first question I wanted to uh, just get out of the way. And then we can maybe go back and take this last question here uh, from Young Savior, seeing as you've already been accepted as a speaker and you've been waiting very patiently, sir. So please go ahead. And ask you a question. You're um sorry. You're you're very quiet there. I can't really hear you. Good morning. My question is concerning um bridging aspects. So I would like to ask if you have any aspects, maybe um, presently or in the future, whereby you'll be able to whereby investor will be able to bridge within your platform. And moreover, with that, do you have any staking? Aspect so that that one we attract more investors to support and invest in your project. So that's my question. Thank you so much. Okay, so Sonali, did you did you hear all of that? Because that was the mic was quiet. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear the first part. Uh, and just to clarify, sorry, was this question for DeFi yield or for uh, Osmosis Cosmos Space? Yeah, it 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 it's two it's two question. The first one is for DeFi. Okay. The question is that do you have any aspects? Um do you have any staking aspects? That is all cosmosis. That do you have any staking whereby investors will be able to stake will be able to stake and um, cosmos and for DeFi is that will there be any bridge between um within the platform? like bridging from um, Cosmosis to Ethereum and other blockchain. Love it. Okay, so the first question was, is there staking on Cos, uh, Cos, on uh, Cosmos Space in, or Osmosis? Yeah, so I can address that one straight away. Uh, so we do have staking on Osmosis. Um, the APY, I can tell you right now, is... Let me just quickly check. Um, da, da, da. Here we go. 
So if you stake on Osmosis now, the APY, according to Kepler Wallet, is 27.29%. Um, although I feel like it might actually be higher than that. Um, I'm not sure. but So yeah, you can... You can stake through uh, wallet interfaces. There is a uh, two-week um, kind of unbonding period when you do stake. Um, or you can put your osmosis into liquidity pools. Um, and I'll give you some examples while you're here because, as I mentioned before, when you put Osmo into a liquidity pool, you can actually stake it as well uh, and earn kind of double the uh, APY. So some of the assets that you can put it into a pool with uh, include um, Bitcoin, we have um, USDC Osmo. So you can actually, rather than just staking your Osmo and earning like 27%, you could take USDC on Osmo and there's 63% APR on that. And then you can actually do superfluid staking to get an additional 15% there as well. Uh, sorry, additional 6% there for the USDC Osmo pool. And that kind of reduces your, your risk a little bit as well. There's also a DAI Osmo pool, uh, wrapped ETH Osmo pool, uh, wrapped Bitcoin Osmo pool. We have Atom Osmo. So, you know, we began as just the Cosmos ecosystem. And um, sometimes that can be a bit confusing for new users. Um, think of it as the interchain ecosystem. These are blockchains that use IBC. So um, Cosmos, Osmosis, Akash, uh, Crypto.org uses it, Secret Network, um, Juno, and various others. But now, thanks to um, Currently, thanks to the Axlar bridge, uh, we have Bitcoin in there. We have Ethereum in there. We have uh, Ethereum assets like USDC and DAI in there as well. And that's only going to expand as well. And, you know, that's also kind of a, that bridge is also kind of a, a short term solution. Um, long term, we will be bringing more blockchains into the IBC ecosystem so they can actually natively integrate into uh, osmosis as well so a big example of that is um, polygon is looking to get into that at the moment um, and also the biggest dex on ethereum dydx is also going to make its own ibc enabled blockchain as well um, so we'll have those assets in osmosis to a later date um, so i hope that answered the osmosis side of your question and uh sonali i'll let you uh finish up with the other part yeah can i just say that's really interesting and exciting about where you guys are you know kind of going with the ibc uh you know uh, channels to be able to transfer across chain i was actually just exploring that yesterday um and i remember i was, I was talking to william about it I was, and uh you know to kind of figure it out at first but like once you do you're like wow this is really cool like um how you guys have set that up so yeah, it's it's incredible <laughs> i mean we, we didn't make ibc um osmosis it was i believe some of the osmosis team were working on it before um but you know it's a 
kind of an interchain ecosystem thing now. It's it's really growing at an exponential rate. And like you say, once you use it, you're like, oh wow, I can take like you know assets from one blockchain and put them on another blockchain without a bridge and they're actually you know used used on that uh, chain and now we have with cosm wasm uh, which is the smart contract standard for the interchain so those are cw20 contracts um those are actually now becoming ibc enabled as well so you can actually use a smart contract can interact with other smart contracts on other blockchains um without any bridge involved which is just insane really when you think about it and um is i think in the next two years we're going to see an absolutely huge explosion of interchain uh ibc enabled uh contracts and chains just in a huge web that's awesome. I'm really, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where this is going to go. So, um, I mean, you know, in terms of our part, like, you know, we hundred percent are going to be, you know, you know, creating and developing our own bridging feature. So cross chain bridging feature, but I mean, like, who knows, maybe, maybe IBC is, um, you know, something that deep yield, you know, really considers looking at because, I mean, at the end of the day, our, what we want to create is we want to create, like, simplify the process of, of users being able to, you know, move tokens, you know, cross different, you know, blockchains and, uh, but also have like the, 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 the foundational intention of that be, you know, higher security you know, and, uh, an enhanced safety for a user. So I think, you know, the more we can focus on, on, on those targets and those goals, I think whether it's, uh, you know, a bridge or IBC, I think ultimately we'll be moving in the direction of, you know, hitting, creating something that hits both those targets, you know, and holding them as a a top priority for our users. Absolutely. I mean, from my own personal opinion, honestly, I think if you guys are looking to do um, simplicity of swapping assets across chains and for security, um, definitely, uh, definitely look into uh, the sort of interchain ecosystem. And I'm going to post a link um, in the, I guess I just tweet it as a reply and it comes up in the comments, but I'm just going to post map of zones. So mapofzones.com is a brilliant visual, uh, like visualization of the interchain ecosystem. It shows all the blockchains that are connected via IBC and which channels they have. Uh, Basically, it's just like a giant, uh, like a solar system of blockchains all linked together, orbiting each other, connected to each other. And it's a really brilliant thing to look at. So I've just... I've just tweeted that as a reply to this um, to this spaces. So if you guys, uh, I think you can see it if you press the little comment button um, down in the bottom right corner. Yeah. So I think then, um, and I'll ask uh, Tricky from Cosmo Spaces as well. I think we've been on for an hour and twenty minutes. So should we 
Should we wrap this one up and maybe do some final comments? Yeah, I think we have uh, Antoine here. Can maybe be like our last, uh, you know, live question, and then yeah, we can go ahead and uh, wrap it up for the night. Okay, Hi guys. And, um, how are you? Uh, I want to ask, uh, ask no, uh, add something uh, about the thing that DYDX moved to the Cosmos ecosystem, and I think that's kind of example that uh, what can happen in the future, and it's good that they are making their own chain because they're gonna uh, experience all the the cosmos um things and tools that are available and maybe uh, thinking that they are a big um uh, dex or they they was a big dex on on ethereum uh, it's an interesting product that is coming to the cosmos. So it's not a, 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 sma a, a small deal. No, I think it is big and, and it's good because it's the start of uh, this uh, trend that protocols move to the cosmos because they find uh, that at the IBC that you were was uh, speaking about that is great, totally great and the shared security that is coming so really really bullish and i'm gonna check the fi yield like like the app and good night guys yeah thanks very much for that uh antoine it's, it's definitely uh a big deal and you know i i think i'll just add to your point there like even current chains like ethereum and um avalanche and just anyone else they can actually just implement IBC on their existing chain and join the interchain community in that way. Like it's not even like people have to build a new product to do it. So I think, you know, people are going to increasingly see the benefits of, of, uh, of going interchain and especially, and as Sonali mentioned earlier with the, you know, recent exploits, um, I mean, yeah, there's been quite a few recently. You know, it, it's particularly with bridges. Um, it's unfortunate, and users get burned on bridges. So I think more chains will want to go um, interchain via IBC because you, when you understand IBC, you're like, oh wow, this is actually. It's never had an exploit before. Um, IBC has never been hacked. It's it's a very just kind of by nature of its design it's 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 very secure uh in transferring assets so because the assets aren't stored with any third party no one has access to them no one can uh no smart contract can be breached to get them so i think more and more chains will just logically as they seek out more security they'll look to implement ibc uh like osmosis did like like Cosmos did, like Secret Network did, like now DYDX is now doing. Um, and I really do think that this is the future of of chains and of projects. Uh, just, just it seems to make logical sense. Sonali, is, is there any last points you want to make as well before we um, sign up? Yeah, no, I just, you know, I just have to say, I'm honestly, I'm really, I'm really fascinated by this IBC now. I think after just like learning, hearing more about it from you guys and kind of exploring it for the first time yesterday. So, I mean, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated to explore the security, you know, aspects of it. And, um, yeah. Cause I think like you said, like with the recent hack with like nomad bridge and, you know, and just like, just kind of it being an example that, uh, you know, not all bridges are going to be, you know, always very safe. Right. And secure. It really, again, just depends on the smart contracts and the code. Um, but yeah, so let's, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the IBC develops and it's nice to see like more projects, uh, you know, entering that and, and, uh, and going on, heading on board. But uh, final comments. Um, yeah, you know, I would just say like for a lot of the people that are here today, you know, thank you, first of all, so much for coming out and, and listening to our, our Twitter spaces. And uh, I just invite everybody, if you're like a new user to the DeFi space, if you're just exploring DeFi for the first time, or maybe you've, you know, you've been in the game for a while. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a place that's going to offer you, I, I would say the best tools in DeFi uh, to not only to stay safe, but to, you know, track all of your talk, track all of your assets. But uh, please, like I, I encourage like everybody to, you know, to check out the DeFi Yield dashboard, connect your wallet, explore the, the features and all the tools, try out the shield, um, even like explore the revoke option just to like experience how a lot of these tools even work to explore them. And um, yeah, and I really look forward to, you know, our partnership with Osmosis and Cosmospace and, uh, you know, all, all the great things that we're going to be able to collaborate together. Absolutely. Same goes to to us here as well. Thanks everyone for coming out and um, check out DeFi Yield, check out Osmosis and we'll see you again next time. Tricky, if there's anything you want to wrap up with as well. No, just want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and thanks for all the great questions and William and Sonali, thank you so much for your time tonight. We appreciate it. Okay, guys. Well then, until next time, take care. All right. Take care, guys. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Osmosis Ministry of Marketing and the DeFiYield.app AMA, hosted by Cosmos Spaces, recorded on Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay. Checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows. But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little math. Magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday And I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing Left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception The base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label Per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that For the actual artist say they're making Pennies, pennies per play.
Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund them. Pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension. Might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression. Got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish. Out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw, shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose. That's what happens when people don't know what's true. In the dark, eating bullshit up like a mushroom. In the lunchroom, just trying to laugh it off. Meanwhile, foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog. Like a fake mate and call at the zoo. It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too. I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it. It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music. Spaces.